Welcome everyone, this is PlantTherapy.Live coming at you this week and live from Nova Scotia. My name is Ray. And I am Pache. And welcome to everyone joining us tonight, both live and recorded. Head on over to Facebook and search Plant Therapy Live and smash that like button. All you beginner growers out there, be sure to go back and listen to season one. Lots of good stuff. We are live streaming my 4x4 Smart Grow tent there as well, so stop by and check it out. But the key here is to just go to planttherapy.live because it's all there. It's all fresh, and it's all for you. You'll get it all on planttherapy.live. Pache, new country alert. New country alert. Times two. Times two. (laughs) Times two. We got Amsterdam on the map now, and we have France on the map. Also uh, added PEI as well on the map. So welcome to our new listeners from uh, Amsterdam, France, and PEI. Awesome to have you guys on board in our cannabis army. So this makes nine countries across four continents. So (laughs) not not bad for... uh putting this together a few months ago and just having some fun right really just kind of doing what (laughs) felt kind of natural for us to do so it's kind of amazing man it's it's a pleasure to be here on this uh adventure for sure and we got a big show tonight i feel like they're all big shows but tonight we're going to talk about how to you know start to diagnose a potential cannabis deficiency which is something that so many people struggle with um so you can work quickly to kind of get things back on track so we're going to talk about some good stuff here, not your usual add CalMag, add some more CalMag, man, crap that you might get on some of the grow sites. Uh, so tonight we're going to talk about the importance of where your cannabis deficiency shows on your plant, uh, which I think is something that a lot of people miss. Um, so really helps us uh, figure out what to do and how to do it right the first time. So get into this information tonight but first pache i'm very curious to know uh how you're making out over there in uh with your purple kush i know you've been into flower here you're starting to see some flowers yet absolutely so i just i bring over my spreadsheet and so if you have seen this on youtube i uh, i like i document almost everything now uh into a spreadsheet and I've switched from my veg tab over to my flower tab, so I'm now back up at the very top, and I'm just finishing week one, and I'm watering every three days now. Um, they're in five-gallon pots, and it's some really nice purple kush. And it's interesting because, um, you know, one is a little bit more um, thin and sort of leggy, not really leggy, but uh, the, the stalks are thinner. Um, and then the one right next to it, same height everything is pretty much pretty much the same and it's uh it's significantly thicker stocks um mm-hmm. so it's going to be interesting to sort of watch and see how it all unfolds but um something that i i sort of added to the repertoire the ar- the arsenal I added a, a new weapon it's uh from the and now keep in mind we're not sponsored 
but it's from the Diablo Nutrients lineup. It's the um, the liquid carb, which is basically just molasses. And uh, so it adds... It, it, now, correct me if I'm wrong here, Ray. So it, it certainly it enhances the aroma and the flavor. Um, but it has to do with the uh, the sugar that's providing provided to the to the plant. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I haven't looked into that product specifically, but um, usually those those types of products are, are sugar driven. So yeah, yeah, because I think the theory is so, you know the 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 plant is going to add sweetness, and it's going to be con- you know using up all its sugars. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, at this time of the of the life cycle, um, so it can handle adding a little bit more sugars to the uh, to the mix. That's my understanding, anyway. Yeah, absolutely, definitely something that uh, I can tell you. One thing I know, Diablo has been doing like before they even became a product. I think they had four years of research and development, and so you know they're testing and and they do know their stuff. So uh, again, you know, hey with advanced nutrients we talked about that on different episodes and stuff right sometimes do they take it too far right you know with buying into the hype and all this extra additive stuff right because at the end of the day your your plants only need so much we'll we'll see time will tell i don't know if diablo is going to take that same route and just come up with a bunch of different things that may not necessarily you know be be worth your time you know love to love to see so like i said i'll 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 do some reading into the product and watch as you go along here and we're definitely going to share that uh with everybody listening so that'll be fantastic you know what i should almost do is since i have three plants in one tent and one plant in another tent i should almost the one plant that's alone i should not add any of the molasses to and then add molasses to the other three and just see if there's a difference yeah i mean you can usually when you're testing stuff like that you like to kind of do it with the exact same plant yeah yeah, right and you're kind of dealing with different phenotypes but i mean you can definitely you can definitely get a feel for it for sure right i mean Mm. but keep me keep me keep me tuned right if it's something if it's something that's uh you know that stands out to be really awesome then let's share it absolutely on that so now my second exhaust fan uh arrived and so i have now my two exhaust fans set up so the the, um the tent is now ready to be sealed up at night um you know everything i've been keeping them at night in in the dark but there's still light from power cords and things like that around um and they're so photosensitive that i worry that that could interfere and and from the research i've done and you know, even listening to scientists on the on the topic, um, NASA funded scientists, and um, yeah, they say that it is one of the most sensitive plants t- when it comes to light and in the flowering stage. So I'm very happy now. I can now seal as of tonight. I'll seal everything up, and uh, everything is well ventilated. Um, it's you know, and another AC infinity, um, humidity, the T series, the humidity control and the temperature control. So Mm -hmm. if, um, anything gets too far outside the range that I've preset, the, the fan comes on and 
recirculates the uh, the air. So uh, I'm very happy. It's just more comfort, more peace of mind. And in another year, when I go to scale up a little bit, um, you know, this will this will definitely come in handy. It's just another tool. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's going on with you? Well, it's going. Yeah. I mean, everything's going. uh, You've got a lot going on. Yeah. I I got lots going on. I, you know, I've been smoking this pure sativa uh, from Colab project on my 510 courtesy, the courtesy of the NSLC. So I've been just uh, trying to still catch the buzz and remain very productive. Um, The mint chocolate chip that I have from the last grow uh geez it's been it's been curing now for a couple of months close to and uh it's just so smooth hits hard every time i'm really just trying to savor what i have um and i picked up a couple of grams of oil from a buddy of mine so uh we'll get into some of that this holiday season i was kind of happy about that but uh, and then the white widow you know it, it is nice just lacks the punch by comparison to the uh, mint chocolate chip so well, uh, we'll keep everybody up, kind of updated as that goes, but I'm on day, today's day 49 of flowering for, uh, my home grow. Um, very good week, Pache. I'm telling you. close, the, man. Yeah. The buds are very dense. Like some of them are rock oh, hard. Um, yes. you know, <laughs> which is very nice to see, uh, this time around the devil's pixie dust is, uh, appears to be, uh, quite a bit at bay at the moment so that powder will do keep yeah keep that away is right yeah so that seems to be working quite well so um i ran into a different kind of problem today though um mm. when i was getting to the flower intent i was able to get three of the plants out because as, as you know to keep the powdery mildew i've been uh, spraying them with uh, ph 8.5 water mm-hmm. um and that's kind of been working. So as I was pulling them out of the out of the tent, uh, one of them, the very last one, I couldn't get it out. All of its branches were just started to kind of buckle uh, under its own weight. So uh, I had to spend some time tying tying some, some of the branches back up to the roof of the tent. So, oh, so yeah. it's more like first world problems. Yeah. So oh, I, my buds are too big and heavy. <laughs> oh, they need to be propped up. Uh, hey, listen, I'm telling you, Bache, there's no moving this thing. I was like, hmm. I was looking at it. I was like, hmm. Yeah, okay. I was like, I got yarn right here just for this purpose. So, Oh, man, I, that's fantastic. I mean, that's, that's uh, that yeah. sounds great. Absolutely, and so and and it's on the mint chocolate chip plant, right? Mm. That's doing this, and and this time around in the in the tent, I have one mint chocolate chip and four white widow. So, or in th- in three white widow, sorry. So to to make up the four. So, um, I'm still going to have white widow this time around, but coming next time around, it's going to be focusing just on the mint chocolate chip. So, uh, we're going to have a crop of just that, and then um, I was in touch with uh, a friend, Pache, who's going to get you and I in on uh, on a special genetic. Um, yes, so, yes. more to come on that. And let me tell you, uh, from what I uh, hear, this thing is uh, pretty crazy. So, you, you and I will talk offline about that. And we'll, is it like that share. movie Limitless, where uh, <laughs> you, you take a little bit and your IQ shoots up to like two hundred and twenty? 
Well, uh, I, uh, time will tell. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly hope so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, so as this problem happened today, I'm thinking to myself, right, I, so I'm going to have to definitely, because I'm going to have to make a move on on changing my, my current setup just a bit, right? So in the beginning it was, hey, let's get this together and let's do it in that environment. And now that we got that all under control, it's time to take a step back and look and see what we can do to make things more efficient. And mm-hmm. part the of that... Analyzation. Yeah. You're an- so part you're of analyzing. That, part of that for me now at this point is going to be to add drainage to each bucket in the flowering tent and to elevate those buckets up. So instead of having to remove the plants each and every time I want to empty the reservoirs and clean everything and fill it back up again, uh, I can just drain the buckets, rinse them out, and then turn the valves off and then fill them back up again. Okay. And this is going to allow me to get back into my scrog. So I'm going to start to do that. And I'll keep everybody updated uh, as we go. I'm going to have to do it in between uh, grows here, so I'll figure out how I'm going to put that all together. And, we'll and see people can tune today. in and uh, check it all out. And don't forget, to, there's a live stream. and mm-hmm. Say hello to Ray while he's working away. Oh, yeah. Uh, and today, of course, I just th- cleaned the three buckets that I could and refilled those back up again. And, uh, Pache, I'm devastated today. I lost the tip to my pH pen, the little well, the little oh. well for the storage solution. I'm crushed. Hmm. I'm just crushed. I don't even know what to say. Can you rig another one? Uh, yeah. You know, I've had such a busy day. I haven't had a chance to sit down and think about it. I had to leave it in a in a in a mason jar with a little bit of uh, storage solution in the bottom so mm-hmm. <sighs> crushed so but that's my home grow that's everything going on in my home uh the home grow so uh commercial about, the com- uh, yeah, yeah the, the commercial grow so we're in about day 39 of flowering um super excited man the buds are really starting to stack like we have buds that are a foot and a half almost two feet in length um which is very surprising uh we actually had to adjust the scrog net um because of the growth (laughs) yeah so (laughs) i was again first world problems man you know, and I'm really shocked because, again, this is in living soil, right? And as everybody knows, this living soil is relatively new to me. Uh, you literally just keep this stuff moist, man, and the microorganisms in the soil break down and feed the plants, and you don't have to do anything outside of that. You don't have to flush. Um, and I, I've been watching it with a skeptical eye, as our regular listeners know, and I'm just so impressed. It's like literally said it and forget it um just you know hey it would never work li- with potheads yeah if you're listening this stuff is the real deal uh, i'm watching it with my own two eyes so we have two rows uh that are performing extremely well they, they have a certain type of light and then we have another uh couple of rows that have a different type of light that's not as high a capacity and um just they're not as as nice as the other two um but more to come on that as we go through um you know and that leaves really it's time for question of the week 
trumpets. I love them. I do. Yeah. Are you reading the question of the week? Um, so the question of the week is just basically around nutrients and, and deficiencies and when to sort of be able to spot, uh, look at your plant, recognize that something is going wrong, um, and sort of where to look and what to look for. Yeah, right. And, and I see a ton of this myself too. And I, I wonder sometimes, because it's it's harder to create a post on social media cannabis groups and ask for help than it is to just Google it. Do you ever wonder that, Pache? Yeah, I do a yeah. lot of Googling, and I usually try to Google first before I ask you. Yeah, so... If the Google doesn't uh, tell me, then the Ray has to. I'm not saying that to be to be rude, but when you ask these types of questions on the on the groups, um, sometimes you get the right answer. Don't get me wrong, and there's very helpful people out there. But sometimes you get nefarious people that are just giving incorrect information or joking around with you by saying Calmag, Calmag, Calmag. And if you're following this information, you're probably not getting the correct information. And I feel bad sometimes for people in those situations. But it's hard for anybody to give you advice without asking you a lot of questions about your environment and what you're currently giving your plants and your feeding schedules like the only way anybody would ever be able to give you informed advice on any of that stuff is if they knew your entire system so um people can you know take a picture and say what's this and what's that that's a little bit different but um what i recommend for that is to go online right and search cannabis deficiency cannabis this the cannabis that and then compare what you have to those pictures that are already there the information's out there right i, I wonder who who the guy is on the website who's given the information sometimes like who are they who what experience do they have have they ever even grown a cannabis plant before in their life um you know so just be careful and uh, know how to do, do your own research that's you know the big big kind of message here but um We'll cover more in-depth, like, deficiencies and what they look like uh, and stuff like that on other podcasts. But I really want to stay focused tonight on how to first diagnose the problem correctly. And this kind of ties into this question, right? Uh, so I'm glad that that's what it is for for this week. Um, you know, yourself, Pache, you're giving yourself, you know, adequate nutrients, right? You know, each and every. I week. am now. Way back when I first started, and I just had them on a compost tea, and then things started going squirrely on me, and I just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know that I had to move from a tea to nutrients, and needed to set up a, a, a regiment, a system, a schedule. Right. Exactly. And. You know, that's the very first thing when it comes to diagnosing a problem with a plant, right? You have to find out first, is the person even given given nutrients, right? Because uh, a lot of the time it's just as simple as that. But if the person is given nutrients, then you have to rule out pH right away. Um, you know, because if you're giving an adequate amount of nutrients and following a proper feeding schedule and you've tried to up the nutrients a, a little bit and you're still showing a problem, it could be pH so these are just basic things we've talked about all of these points but i just wanted to put them together in one kind of list right um first because not everything is necessarily just lack of nutrients and we're going to get into kind of some good stuff on that in just a second but and then under you know inspecting the 
the leaves and taking a look underneath the leaves just to make sure that there's no pests there that are that are causing damage right um but you know it really it's important to know where to start when diagnosing the problem and a lot of the time pache you said it best right in one of our last episodes capture a picture right yeah it's a great idea and when you're pruning um take photos of the front and back of whatever you're you're taking off you're cutting off um you know because you might miss something and you can scroll back through the photos later and um and you might pick up on something and say hey what's that and then you can actually zoom in right um yeah and, then and you so got pictures absolutely i'm always looking at up and down yeah, and then you got pictures, and you can compare those pictures to what you see online, and that usually um, takes a, a lot of the guesswork uh, out of what the problem is, right? You literally just go to Google and type in cannabis issues or cannabis deficiency deficiency examples, uh, and then compare, <laughs> and it, it really becomes um, very simple in, in that regard, right? But the, here's the part that I wanted to focus in on. It's kind of starting at this point for for everybody that is paying attention to the message um you know is the plant starting to show signs on the bottom you know or the older plant material first or is it starting on the top or the newer foliage right um that was something i didn't know to look for right and i think that this was kind of a part that a lot of people are missing when they're showing pictures and things like that online and when people aren't getting the history of the this specific person before they give them um you know before they go and get, give them advice um some of the some of the deficiencies look similar but they show up in different places on the plant and this mm-hmm. is the tricky part right and this is the whole point of of kind of what, what i wanted to say um with regards to it and i kind of figured this is something that you haven't really ran ran into too much in your own searches there pache uh i i found a few things about them um so when we were going to talk about the the show um it it does remind me of when i was first starting my own research when i was running into my own deficiencies and i you know did exactly what we were talking about and i would go and i would google um, you know, cannabis deficiencies, just like you suggested. And some of them would have, you know, the top 10. And mm-hmm. then some of them would, you know, you'd scroll down through them and they would, you know, calcium, magnesium, manganese, all this stuff, um, underwatering, overwatering, um, which looks surprisingly similar, um, to be honest. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, that's how you, you have to start. And, uh, and, you know, if you don't have somebody guiding you, that's that's really the best way to do it and looking at your phone exactly like you said um and comparing it to the uh, images that you're seeing on google mm-hmm. so kn- knowing where the deficiency began is going to tell you something key here it's going to tell you if it's um if the deficiency because first off let's remember you've ruled out everything else so at this point you know it's a deficiency you've ruled out ph you've given it more food um whatever the case may be so um knowing where the deficiency um began is going to tell you if it's a mobile nutrient or an immobile immobile nutrient (laughs) and um what i mean by this is okay so mobile nutrients they can move from the older growth of the plant and they can move through the plant to the newer growth so where they're needed basically right exactly though so that so they're in a mobile category right um so the deficiency will show up in the older 
in, in the um, lower plant material. And then there's immobile nutrients, and they can't move around the plant. They're fixed in one place. So th- those deficiencies show in the newer growth, not in the older growth. Do you have examples and, of each? Well, just... Yeah, I mean, we'll get into that in just a second. But okay. I think that's the part where, because some of the deficiencies will look the same, right? But not all, <laughs> every nutrient is in a classification of mobile or, or immobile. So, so you could have basically something that looks like this or that, but you notice that it may or may not move throughout the plant, and that could help narrow down your troubleshooting. Exactly. It's going to tell you exactly, okay. basically, it's going to tell you exactly what it is instead of it being, you know, a combination of different things. So um, let, let's kind of get into that, right? Because uh, from for the most part, it's only the, the major, the big major nutrients that are mobile, right? So uh, nitrogen is mobile. You know, MPK, this is part of the the big three. Phosphorus is mo- mobile as well. Potassium is mobile. All three of those are. Um, and then kind of the secondary nutrients, um, which need a little, you know, smaller amounts by comparison to the, to the top three. But calcium is actually uh, immobile. Uh, magnesium is mobile. And... Mm. The only other mobile nutrient other than that is zinc. Everything else is immobile. Um, nickel, manganese, iron, copper, chlorine, boron, um, calcium, sulfur, they're all immobile. So although they may look the same, knowing where they show on the plant is just as important. Once you get those two pieces of information, then you've isolated exactly what it is, right? So just something that really so many different people ask that question right do you see it everywhere you go Pache? uh so i haven't now luckily since i've been really taking a lot of preventative steps i haven't really run across deficiencies um in this grow yeah so you know i'm part of the all the different grow groups and stuff and um every single day right there's people that are just posting a picture of of their specific deficiency and they're just kind of asking people right you know what's this and can somebody tell me what this is but uh just really basic kind of skills that everybody should learn it's one of those situations where you excuse me teach a man to fish and he'll feed himself for a lifetime you know, give a man a fish and, and uh, he'll feed him for uh, self for a day. So this is definitely one of those types of situations. And I think just understanding the bigger picture is going to allow you to position yourself into a way where you can definitely diagnose the problem right the first time and get a proper solution uh, in place and uh, be able to, to move things forward. But I do have a tip. Every once in a while, a random tip comes up. Pache, I'm listening, all ears. Don't know if you've ever used this before, but I've used it a lot back in the day, especially in large, large grows where um, you were taking care of lots of different plants. But Epsom salts, Mm -hmm. free magnesium and sulfur, right? Um, Very cheap in in Epsom salts, and you can use those for large uh, outdoor grows. Uh, Not the stuff that has the scents. 
there's different ones that you can get that have infused scents, not those. I would don't recommend anybody use those, just the unscented Epsom salts. And just a, a pinch in a gallon or a four-liter container hmm. will pretty much uh, give you uh, lots of free magnesium and sulfur. So just wanted to throw that tip uh, out to everybody there. Pache, hmm. do you I have you. anything else? Um, no, I don't think so, Ray. I think, uh, you know... <clears throat> I think that's about it it's been a very busy couple of weeks and i know we've got just a few shows left before we take a little hiatus for the holiday season um mm-hmm. so yeah so i'm looking forward to wrapping things up and i'm really looking forward to uh to getting you to do your harvest and uh, and seeing that and the, the weighing down or the weighing up rather of the um of the bud and the nugs and i can't wait especially if they're dense this dense now um i'm really looking forward to uh to next week's because it's oh you're gonna be so close oh oh yeah so awesome stuff and uh, we'll stay tuned for next week uh once again my name is ray and i'm pache and we'll see you all again next sunday take care everybody have a good week bye-bye <laughs>